The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast? We're talking NFL Draft as we complete our draft preview with picks 21 through 31. And we'll talk other NFL news, Major League Baseball news, and even a little NBA today. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Beautiful day today. And um, yeah, like I said, busy, busy time with sports with the draft coming up and all the playoffs and everything going on. So lots, lots to talk about and think about. Well, if you want the best sports talk, you got to come to the sports stove. If you want the best jerky, you got to go to Righteous Felon. Uh, The purest jerky in the game, uh, Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. That's RighteousFelon.com. Code belly up 15% off your purchase. And dad, you're right. There's all kinds of sports things going on. The NFL draft is one week and one day away. Uh, uh, one week from now, 24 hours from then <laughs> would be the first <laughs> round of the NFL football draft and excited to be a part of the belly up uh, uh, draft show again this year. In the first round, I'll be involved. I think it's picks 11 through 15, something like that. And um, excited to be a part of that again. But we continue our draft preview. Today, we're looking at picks 21 through 31. There's only 31 picks in the first round this year, as Miami does not have a first-round pick due to their forfeiting of it and their tampering charges when they were trying to get Tom Brady before he went to Tampa. Um, but before we even get to that, I want to talk about Trey Lance a little bit. The former first round pick for the San Francisco 49ers appears to have, uh, played his last down in San Francisco. At least if San Francisco has anything to do with it, he has been supplanted by Brock Purdy. Although Brock Purdy is injured and probably won't start the season. It seems like the 49ers are content with Sam Darnold being their starting quarterback until Brock Purdy is healthy. As they have said, other teams are reaching out to them about Trey Lance. Uh, Wise people say it's actually them reaching out to other people about Trey Lance, trying (laughs) to trade him off. Uh, And uh, I guess my question, Dad, is would you take a flyer on Trey Lance, uh, say, if you were the Texans or the Colts or the Raiders? Well, the Raiders shouldn't because they got Jimmy Garoppolo. That'd just be mean. Uh, Or the Titans, somebody like that. Do you think they should take a shot? at Trey Lance? Probably, definitely, if I was the Titans. Again, you know, I think I'm not sure where his injury is. So if you're talking about, um, you know, the Colts, of course, what, they've got somebody in that that can start, you know, out at quarterback. Well, I guess Texans do too. Um, You know, Trey Lance still has potential, no doubt about that. Um, I think he'd be worth a chance. I don't know how much I you know, I don't think you could give up for him like, you know, he's a first-round draft pick oh, like he was when San Francisco picked him. Um, but uh, And I'm a little surprised San Francisco is move, would move on. Um, it doesn't seem like he's ever, you know, really got a chance. But, um, I, you know, he's definitely had, had some ability coming out of college. I think, you know, it'd be worth taking a look at. It would depend, you know, on your team, the coach, the scheme, uh, if they've got somebody that can really work with a guy like Adam, maybe a new a new spot for him. You know, he, he obviously has some ability. Um, but, yeah, this probably will make for interesting things around the draft if there's going to be a trade uh, involving Trey Lance. So here's my philosophy. D'Amico Ryans was defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, which means he would know Trey Lance. 
Doesn't mean that he worked with them a whole lot, being that he was the defensive coordinator. But I'm sure he saw him plenty in practice because I'm assuming he threw against the scout teams and different things like that. Um, Trey Lance is not a first-round pick anymore. So if you're Houston, you have two third-round picks. So if you could trade one of your third-round picks for Trey Lance and then pick number two, pick number 12, you could do to build the rest of your franchise around. Um, to me, that makes a whole lot of sense for Houston. If you don't love C.J. Stroud, and the rumors are they don't love C.J. Stroud. So um, in that case, if you're going to go Will Anderson at number two or trade out and get more picks, uh, and then you still have the 12th pick, uh, you got a second-round pick, then you got two third-round picks. So if you give up one third-round pick, and you could throw in a seventh or a sixth rounder also um, and get Trey Lance. To me, if you don't like C.J. Stroud, that's the play here for Houston, uh, unless your goal is to tank one more season and get a quarterback next year. But to me, it's good for San Francisco. They get them out of the – they don't have to worry about them being in the conference. Um, you know, again, D'Amico Ryans and his staff has ties to the 49ers. So they're, I would assume the, the system would be similar. Um, and then you come out and you don't have to draft a quarterback with your top pick, which gives you the ammunition to trade down or take the best defensive player in the draft. To me, that would be a great move for Houston to do. Now, I like C.J. Stroud. If I was Houston, I'd feel perfectly comfortable with drafting C.J. Stroud. But if they're not, why not go Trey Lance? Give him a shot because I'm surprised the 49ers. I mean, my thought is, is they should keep Trey Lance. He's going to start the season. And it gives him an actual legitimate chance to prove what he what he is. But maybe he holds more value without doing that than if he would do that and fail. So I don't know. I like him in Houston. I think Houston would be a fun spot for him and would give Houston some flexibility with what they want to do with that second overall pick. Yes, um, I, I think that would make a lot of sense for Houston. Like I said, if, if they really like C.J. Stroud or they have somebody that they think will be their quarterback, but like, you know, uh, we, like we've heard probably there's at least two quarterbacks next year that will be better than any of these guys this year. Um, so if you did try Trey Lance and went with that, you, you know, still have a shot maybe at getting a quarterback next year. Um, if you needed to, depending on how the quarterback thing goes this time, may still get a quarterback later on down the line, um, uh, that you could look at. Um, I think your point's good at about D'Amico Ryan's should know about Trey Lance. Um, I heard, I forget who it was, but I heard someone when I was talking about the Packers and Jordan Love and that they had talked to Charles Woodson and said, what do you think about Jordan Love? And he said, well, listen, if you want to find out, go talk to the defensive guys. Talk to the cornerbacks. Don't talk to the offensive people. They're going to tell you everything's fine. Talk to the guys that have played against him. He, They can tell you whether he's ready or not. And so with Ryan's being, you know, defensive coordinator, they've played against him. Um, you know, I, he would know whether there's enough potential there, um, you know, to take a shot at this. I don't think anyone knows, anyone knows that Trey Lance – is definitely the answer, um, but you know, obviously San Francisco thought he was last year, so um, I, I don't know. Um, seems like with all the draft, you know, the stuff that Houston has, if all they had to give up was a third round, then boy, they could really make hay in the first round and thinking you had a potential quarterback. So that makes some sense. Um, you know, we've talked about this draft is going to be so exciting because there's going to be trades and there's going to be moved around. And even people that, you know, the GMs are going to be scrambling, um, probably not knowing, you know, right off the bat who's going to be available when. So th this will be a very interesting draft. But I think you're right. Um, that would make some sense for Houston. Maybe there's other teams that are interested. Like I said, Tennessee, that might make a lot of sense for them rather than drafting one of these rookie quarterbacks this year, um, you know, taking a shot with that. So I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know that they could get them for a third-round pick. That was just kind of my thought process was, well, I mean, if you think Brock Purdy is better than him and you're going to trade him, you know, he's definitely not worth a first round pick. Could you say he's worth a second round pick? Maybe, um, you know, but 
I don't know, Garoppolo got traded for a second round pick many years ago and he had proven that he could play. So, I mean, I, it's interesting to see where, I don't know. Here's a couple other teams to watch out for. I think Houston will be a fun fit for it. Uh, young quarterback, uh, uh, franchise on the on the build, you know, whatever. Uh, Baltimore is an interesting spot. If I, It's starting to feel more and more like Lamar eventually is going to re-sign with Baltimore. Uh, but that's an interesting spot for Trey Lance. Even if they sign uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, it could be an interesting landing spot for him. Uh, and then in the NFC, two teams that we've talked about a little bit in the past. Well, one we have is Minnesota. Uh, they, you know, they don't seem to be set on Kirk Cousins for the long term. So you can bring him in, sit him behind Kirk Cousins for a year, and then when Cousins' contract expires, you could bring Trey Lance in if you liked them. Uh, and the other team would be an interesting watch would be New York, the Giants. Um, they got Daniel Jones, um, but it, it would, you know, he, uh, to me, if you're not super confident in your quarterback, it makes sense to have a quarterback like Trey Lance sitting behind him uh, that has some potential to be something as well. So I don't know. Those are the kind of teams I wouldn't think San Francisco. It seems like whether or not you believe in the quarterback, you don't really want to send them in the conference. Uh, so I, I don't know if they would. Um, and that's the same thing with um, everybody saying, well, Indianapolis should go up and get CJ Stroud trade, trade with the Texans. Well, would the Texans trade with Indianapolis to let them move up two spots and get a quarterback? Um, now, my philosophy is if the Texans don't think C.J. Stroud's that good, well, then by all means, let somebody in your division have them. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure if they would even do that. You know, who knows? Who knows? What, what about Tampa Bay? Wouldn't that be a spot to be in a wrestling forum? Maybe, but I think Tampa's got other plans. They got Baker Mayfield, so they know that they're set for this year. I think there's probably some thought that maybe Baker could stick around for a while. Um, but I think they're looking to draft a guy versus Trey Lance. I could be wrong, but to me, Baker Mayfield is better than Trey Lance, and the upside isn't quite the same in Tampa. But who knows? I mean, they right now they don't technically have a quarterback for the future, so – you know, who knows? I mean, the Rams are another team, right? I mean, the Rams are right there. They're in the division. So, again, I don't think they would do that. They got Stafford. Well, they're going to need a backup. They're going to need a good backup. Uh, you know, so I don't know. There's a lot of teams out there that are interesting landing spots, I suppose. Uh, but that's kind of the way I feel about Trey Lance. And I think it'd be fun to see him in Houston as well. Uh, another quarterback, Jalen Hurts, landed a big deal uh, this past week. Good for him. He's went to the Super Bowl. We liked him coming out of college um, and excited for his success so far. The biggest question that I have with the Hurts deal is how does it affect Lamar Jackson? Will Lamar Jackson sign now? Will he see, hey, I'm not going to get the guaranteed money that I want, uh, but he can still get a lot of guaranteed money. So um, do you think the Jalen Hurts deal helps, hurts, or does not affect Lamar Jackson? Um well, I, I think it'll help Lamar Jackson get signed. I think it'll help Baltimore from there. Um, you know, again, Lamar is kind of fighting the uphill battle here about, you know, going to get a Deshaun Watson contract. And if Jalen Hurts didn't get one, then yeah. I think there's a lot more leverage, you know, um, so, you know, whether Lamar, I, I think Lamar Jackson, you know, in Baltimore, you know, is still a great fit if they can patch things up, you know, if things aren't too irreparably damaged. Uh, and I would doubt if they are. But um, I, I would think this would help um, Lamar Jackson get signed, um, you know, without the contract he was asking for. Maybe so. Maybe so. We'll see. See how it all shakes. That doesn't seem like there's any team interested really in trading for him or signing him to the to a uh, offer sheet and seeing what happens, losing two first round picks, you know those kinds of things. So who knows? Who knows how it'll shake down? Let's get into these picks. Uh, we're in picks 21 through 31. Next week during this episode, during this podcast, we will do a mock draft, live mock draft, uh, predicting perfectly how the first round will go. And uh, so make sure you tune in next week for that. Uh, all right, let's start with pick 21, Dad, is the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, this is a team, if uh, Bajan Robinson falls, I feel like this could be a landing spot for him at 21. Uh, there's, you know, supposedly Austin Eckler wants out. 
He has not been traded yet. Maybe that happens during the draft. I don't know. Maybe they work things out with him. But it seems like a landing spot possibly here uh, in Los Angeles. They have needs. Uh, but to me, this kind of feels like maybe the spot that they would go. Um, it would be a good spot for him if he isn't already gone. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who wants him or if they'll, you know, want to take a running back that early. Um, I think running back makes a lot of sense for the Chargers. So I think, you know, maybe from what I understand, obviously Robinson's the best running back. Uh, the kid from Alabama is the next name that I see all the time. Maybe they would take a running back anyhow. Uh, of course, again, Eckler saying he wants out and him actually being gone, that's is two different things. Um, boy, that would make an interesting trade on draft day um, with Eckler moving around somewhere. Um, there could be a lot of interesting things with that, but um, I would think running back will make sense if Eckler leaves. Um, if not, you know, you got defensive line, edge rusher. Um, again, I think a lot of offensive players are going to go in that, you know, 11 through 20 range. So I think there's going to be a lot of good defensive players left. If you're Philadelphia, you've got uh, the pick up high, but you also have the 30th pick in the draft. Would you trade the 30th pick for Austin Eckler instead of drafting Bajan Robinson earlier in the draft? And, I mean, if all you have to give up is the 30th pick overall, it seems like Austin Eckler would be a great land in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have to think about that one too long if they could get Eckler for for uh, the 30th pick. Um and, and, you know, like we said when we started talking about the draft, the, the teams that have double picks are very interesting here because that's the kind of people that can move around uh, or drop down later or whatever the case may be. And, of course, Philadelphia is the only one whose pick is out of the top 20. All the others have their double picks, at least in the top 20. So Philadelphia is a little different spot there. Yeah, that'd be a great move there for them. Uh, if Kalijah Cansey falls, the defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh, he would be a good landing spot for uh, the charge would be a good landing spot here for him. Also, um, wide receiver, a lot of people kind of lean that way for the the Chargers, even though they have some wide receivers. They've had a ton of health issues at that position, um, and there's going to be good wide receivers. And then cornerback again, another spot. Uh, once you get in these twenties, that those cornerbacks, those receivers, uh, those are good landing spots in these spots. Uh, number 22 is Baltimore. Uh, you know, I don't think they're drafting a quarterback, although some people try to make you think that. Um, I, I don't see that happening, especially in the first round. But Baltimore has needs. They need wide receivers, Dad. They did sign Odell Beckham Jr. for whatever that's worth. Um, but Baltimore is one of those teams. They seem to do pretty good with just best player available, whoever's on the board. But they need playmakers. And they really need cornerbacks, too. So I think this would be a good spot uh, for that second tier of cornerback. Um, uh, what is it? Mosley? Is it Mosley from um, – not Mosley. I'm thinking of the wrong name. Um, Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State uh, could be a, a spot here as well. I think we're going to see a lot of those skill players, cornerbacks, receivers particularly, go in this 21 to 31 range. What do you think about Baltimore? Yeah, I think cornerback makes sense. Like I said, I've got on my list about seven cornerbacks. Obviously, a couple are at the top. But after that, there are several that you see in all kinds of different spots on the draft, depending on how people have them ranked. And so there's going to be some good corners left when we get to this spot in the draft, no doubt about it. Um, again, I guess running, running back could be a thing for them, but wide receiver would make sense too. So um, but uh, I, there should be good a good cornerback available at this pick. Uh, Minnesota comes in at number 23. Uh, they need wide receivers uh, badly, I think at least, and that's where I've mocked with them to this point. A guy like Zay Flowers from Boston College uh, would be an interesting fit here. Uh, they need other things too, maybe Will McDonald, the outside linebacker from Iowa State. Uh, you know, Minnesota is a team that has a superstar in Justin Jefferson, and uh, they need to find a way to capitalize on that. They need offensive line help, too. So, again, they've got a lot of directions they can go. But to me, a wide receiver makes the most sense for them at 23, depending on how the board falls. But a Will McDonald or even a Miles Murphy could be a fit here in Minnesota as well. 
Yes, um, a wide receiver would be a good pick for them. But again, I, I think um, you, you could see, depending on who drops, um, offensive line, if there's a top offensive lineman that drops here, um, there'd be one there. Same way with defensive line, um, you know, depending on whether those, you know, if there's a run on offensive line early, if not, there could be a really, really good one here. And that would make sense for Minnesota um, also. And of course, I have talked about them with cornerback and there's going to be some cornerbacks again um, available at this pick. The defending AFC South champions are next at number 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, could be a tight end landing spot here. They they could use a, a solid tight end, but I think defense is probably the route we'll see Jacksonville go again, depending on how the board falls, if the right people fall or whatever it may be. Um, but I think a defensive lineman or a cornerback would be potential here for Jacksonville. Uh, again, if they've, they've there's been zero tight ends off the board, I would not be surprised if Jacksonville takes the first one. Uh, Jacksonville, they're loaded, by the way, at wide receiver. Uh, they got they got a solid wide receiver group now. Calvin Ridley, of course, back from his suspension. Um, they've got a quarterback. They've got running backs. Those taken care of. They've addressed the offensive line. Could they use a little help? Sure, but they've addressed it. Uh, so that's why I think they'll go defense here in the first round. What about you? Yeah, I, I think that, like you mentioned, the tight end thing will be very interesting because it could be all three of them, you know, or all, all of them, there's no one off the board yet. On the other hand, there could be two or three of them that are already gone. You know, you yeah. see mock drafts there. Some of these, these tight ends are pretty good. It depends who needs them and, um, you know, whether they take them above some of the, you know, better defensive players, things like that. Uh, so that that tight end that tight end thing, I don't think a tight end is something anybody would move up for um, because there are several, even though the top three are all a little different in their skill set. Um, but um, you know, Jacksonville, that would be uh, a place for them. But I, I agree with you. I think defense is where they'll go: cornerback, safety, or defensive line. I like what they're doing, Dad. I like overall what the Jaguars have done the last couple of years, and I'm excited to see what they do to kind of um, add to it, I suppose, make it better. And uh, I, I don't know. It'll be fun to kind of see what they what they do. Um, that brings up the New York Giants next uh, at number 25, 26, excuse me. Yeah, 25. Um and this is a team, Dad, that I would love to see just draft a boatload of wide receivers. Um, I hate their wide receiver core. They've got Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell comes over from Indianapolis, Wondell Robinson, second-year guy out of the Giants, Sterling Shepard, who's been around forever, Darius Slayton, who's fine, Jamison Crowder, eh, Jeff Smith, Colin Johnson, David Sills, Makai Polk, Dre Miller, Khalil Pimpleton, and Jaden Mickens, all on the depth chart, but none of those guys jump out at me. You know, there's some decent role players there. I'd love to see them stock up on some wide receivers in this draft. They've got a running back. Their O-line has been addressed over the last couple of years, and their defense has been addressed. So that's where I want to see them go. Yeah, I, the wide receiver would make sense. And again, I don't think we'll have a lot of wide receivers gone by here. Um, and it looks like there's kind of four at the top of the board. So I would think one of them would be available. Um, you know, if they like them, that would make a lot of sense. You know, you're kind of committing to Daniel Jones. So, you know, you definitely need, you know, need, need targets there. You know, a kid from Ohio State will probably be gone but you never know about the others, you know, the kid from TCU, Zach Flowers, Addison, any of those. And again, um, you've got Hyatt from Tennessee. Some people have him drop into the second round, but the guy is super fast. And I'd be surprised if he doesn't go in the first round. So we'll see. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm trying to figure out if you're going to um... – I don't know. You, you got a lot to figure out with, with this team. And again, they, they brought in Darren Waller, by the way, uh, here in the offseason, which was a massive addition for them at tight end. So that should help them. Uh, I still think they just drastically need help uh, when it comes to the wide receivers. Uh, next up is Dallas. They follow right behind 
uh, the Giants. Dallas is uh, they're kind of a unique team too. They've had some uh, some positive things go on with their defense. They're able to retain their defensive coordinator, which was a big surprise as he was one of the top head coaching candidates this year. Um, and Dan Quinn, uh, you know, they, they've got some playmakers, but I don't know. I think they go O-line, D-line, somewhere in that range uh, here with this first pick. They could go cornerback depending on who's available as well. I, You know, I mean, Jerry Jones, you never know what's going to happen. They go out and get Brandon Cooks in the offseason. So they got a good trio at wide receiver with CeeDee Lamb, Cooks, and Michael Gallup. Uh, they don't have a great tight end or a proven tight end. Maybe it's the right word to put it. They drafted Jake Ferguson last year out of Wisconsin, um, but they could look to, to address that as well. Dallas is, um, I don't know, an intriguing team. I think they go either, I think they go a big guy, D-line or O-line. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it listed where he probably even go interior offensive line, which seems like it's the kid from Florida seems to be the number one standout, you know, there. Uh, but again, Dallas is one of those teams. Sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll pick an offensive lineman that you didn't think was going to go that early. So, um, yeah. you, you don't really know what to oh. where they're at. Some people have said they need running back, but, um, you know, again, if Pollard gets healthy, I don't know that they would take one here. Um, you know, again, you can always well, help on the defense. So we'll see. If Bijan Robinson is here, I could definitely see him taking him. Yeah. I don't see him taking another guy at this, this pick, another running back at this pick, because there won't be another first round running back. It'll just be uh, Robinson. Um, but obviously they believe in Pollard. Pollard's been good. They don't have much behind him uh, for sure. Uh, they do need a center. So I don't know if that kid from Florida, I don't know if he plays center, can play center. I don't know if one of the other guys on the team uh, could move to center. They got Tyler Smith, who they drafted in the first round last year. Uh, they got Zach Martin, a 2014 first round pick. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which way they go. They need a tackle. Um, so who knows? They got needs. <laughs> hopefully, if you're a Cowboys fan, hopefully they address, address at least one of those needs in the first round. Uh, that brings us to Buffalo, a team that was supposed to go to the Super Bowl, but didn't. Uh, they got some talent, but that another team that could use upgrades at wide receiver. Uh, they could use uh, running backs, although they've got, I like their running backs. James Cook out of Georgia from last year. Damian Harris comes over from New England. Na Naheem Hines came over last year from Indianapolis. I kind of like that trio of running backs, but maybe they need to upgrade a little bit there. They spent a lot of time on the defense uh, addressing that. They've got a really solid defense. They could use cornerback, which team couldn't, uh, but they could use cornerback. And so I think they kind of look in that direction, cornerback or wide receiver also here in round number one. But a lot of it depends on where things fall. Once you get to this point, it's really hard to predict because you have no clue what happens in front and all that kind of stuff. If you're at 28, you're looking to trade down with a team that wants to come up into the end of the first round, or you're looking to address a, a need that you have. Uh, which way do you think Buffalo goes? Well, I, I think if one of the top wide receivers they like drops, then yes, that would make a lot of sense there. And I think there's a good chance that will happen. If not, cornerback, you know, would probably make um, – and again, Buffalo's got a solid team. So if you're looking at best player available, that's a team that can definitely do that. And um, and that may be where they're at, but I think wide receiver would make sense if one of the one of the guys they really like drops. Here's a player that would fit perfectly in Buffalo, not a first round player, so it's later in the draft, but would fit perfectly in Buffalo is Henry Toa from Alabama. He was at Tennessee linebacker, middle linebacker. He's crazy athletic. They lose their middle linebacker. Uh, to Chicago here in the offseason. And uh, he's a guy that can come in third round, uh, possibly, and you could go snag him. He is going to be a phenomenal pro and uh, going to be a great, great player. He'd fit, fit awesome in Buffalo if they could snag him a little bit later on uh, in the draft. Will they? That's a whole other question, I suppose. Um, but that would be a fun, fun fit there. Uh, let's see here. Who's next? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Bengals. 
they got a, a lot lot of um, expectation. Got phenomenal playmakers on offense. They bring in Irv Smith at tight end. I, I'm not a fan of that one. I don't think that solves their problem there. Um, they, they're going to need to address running back at some point. Don't think it will be the first round. Uh, should not be the first round at the very least. And they could always make additions to the defense. They addressed a little bit of the defense last year, bringing in a safety in Dax Hill. Um, they've got a, a middle linebacker who's been phenomenal in Logan Wilson, 2020 third-round pick. So I think D-line is a place to watch here. Trey Hendrickson has been really, really good coming over from New Orleans. But interior D-line is probably their biggest need, in my opinion, uh, as they address the uh, the offensive line in the offseason again, bringing in Orlando Brown to be the left tackle. So tight end and defensive line are the two spots that I'd like to see them go in the first round. Uh, what do you think about the Bengals? What are, are you hearing anything up there, what the Bengals fans want? Well, I, I think, you know, Bengal fans were always interested in the offensive line, um, you know, but they did, they did make a good move there. Again, I think if one of the top tackles or top offensive linemen was still available here. It might be hard to pass that up. To me, tight end is going to make sense, though. I think especially if one of the good, you know, top three, four tight ends is there. Now, again, this is a draft for tight end. You can get a tight end, <clears throat> excuse me, in the second or third round that's going to help. Uh, <clears throat> but if one of the top guys they had listed a tight end was there, that would make a lot of sense for Joe Burrow also. Yeah, I don't think they should go O-line in the first round. Currently, they got Orlando Brown and Jonah Williams as their tackles. Leo Collins is the backup tackle. Uh, and then they drafted Carmen Jackson in the second round. He can go guard or tackle. They got Ted Karras uh, last year from New England as the center. Alex Kappa from Tampa as guard. Left guard could be an open position. Um, so, you know, maybe you could get an, an offensive lineman there. But I think they need to strengthen that D-line. Um, they could go cornerback as well. They could definitely strengthen that also. Again, they got options, uh, and they're a really good team. So whoever adds in, whoever they add in gets to come to a team on the rise and, uh, gets a fun boost to start off their NFL career. The new Orleans saints acquiring this pick via a trade. Uh, of course they addressed quarterback in the off season landing Derek Carr from Las Vegas. Well, he was ultimately a free agent. And I got Jameis Winston still on the roster as well. Michael Thomas seems poised to return a wide receiver to add to Chris Olave, who they drafted last year. Uh, they have uh, tight ends is an interesting spot for them. Taysom Hill, of course, plays some there. Adam Troutman, who they drafted in 2020. They also bring in Jawan Johnson. Um, running back, they brought in Jamal Williams to be the backup secondary guy with Alvin Kamara. So. I like that setup already. You got some older guys on that D line, um, and, and I think that's the area you're going to see them go. Here is probably defensive line again. Who knows? Depending on how it falls, how everything shakes out. But I think D line is a is an important thing that they have to address in this draft. Yes, I, I think defensive line again. Um, depending on you know again who drops. If one of the good edge rushers are there, I think they would take defense. That makes sense. Also, you know, we haven't talked a lot about linebackers. Uh, as you get a little later in the first round, there are two linebackers that look like very athletic um, that are going to really help somebody here. You got Sanders from Arkansas. You got Campbell from Iowa uh, that I think both can make a difference right away on a defense. Um, so depending on people needing a linebacker, that could be a possibility. Um, but I would think they would take, you know, one of those defensive positions is where we go in New Orleans. And you're talking about inside linebacker, right? Yes. Yeah. I tell you, I mean, I'm, they're going to be fine. Those guys, I don't love, I don't love any of the inside linebackers as first round talent. Um, you know, I feel like you're going to have to, if you're going to get value, you're going to have to wait till later to get those guys. Um, and there's, there's a couple guys out there later in the draft too. They can always find, uh, as well. So I, I don't know. I, I don't love inside linebacker in the first round. Um, there are outside linebackers or guys that can kind of be versatile, play multiple positions, uh, move around a little bit, go inside, go outside, those kinds of things, uh, as well. Um, what's the guy, 
Um, you brought him up last week for the Packers that you liked. Georgia Tech kid. Yeah, George, the, the kid from Georgia Tech. We got uh, oh. White. Yeah, White. I, uh, yeah. I can't find him right now. But anyways, I think he's, a guy, he's a guy I do like. And he's listed as a, I think, as an edge guy in most cases. But he's a guy that I think can move around. He's super athletic. He does not have, um, you know, massive size on him. Uh, let's see here. He is, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not who I was thinking of. Uh, but anyways, there's guys out there that can play versatile positions, and maybe that fits. But I don't love inside linebacker in the first round. Uh, for this team, the Saints, or for any other team, uh, for that matter, as well. All right, uh, I have lost my place again. Who, who's Philadelphia, after the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you. The Philadelphia Eagles, I've already said they need to trade this pick. Go get Austin Eckler with this pick. Uh, uh, secure up the running back situation for your team. That's really the only spot that I feel like they have great need. Um, they're getting old in some spots, so they're going to have to kind of replenish some of these 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 positions. Not necessarily desperate need for this year, but in the years to come, obviously, defensive back always makes sense uh, here as well. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, Dad. I, I really like the idea of trading this pick and getting, getting an Austin Eckler on this team. Yeah, I mean, if they could get him, that would be great. But basically, being at the 30th pick and being where Philadelphia is, um, they can just look and see who's dropped because somebody from somebody on the defense, you know, don't know the safety, the top safety may still be there. Um, but again, you could have defensive linemen, um, <coughs> edge rushers, 30th pick in the first round. You can take a guy that's projected to go early in the second round yeah. if that fits and helps. So I think they're in an ideal spot there, but your, your idea about yeah. the trade for Eckler would be good. They need, they're going to need offensive line help. Lane Johnson was drafted in 2013. He's aging um, and he's had injury issues as well. Jason Kelsey drafted in 2011. We know he's near retirement. So they need offensive line help. Again, maybe not for this year, uh, but for down the road, maybe for depth this year in particular as well. So the 30th pick is an interesting one for sure. Kansas City comes in last. The, the pick number 31 uh, of the first round this season. They made some moves as well in the offseason. They lost some guys. Um, they've got, uh, I'm trying to remember who I was thinking of now, but they lost Juju Smith-Schuster. He he took off. Uh, they lost um, Mikel uh, Hardman as well. He went to the Jets. So maybe depth at wide receiver. Uh, they've got Sky Moore, who they drafted last year. Kadarius Tony, who they brought in last year via trade. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling there as well. Uh, running back, I think they're pretty well set. Their O-line is really, really good and relatively young also. Uh, defensively, they're not known for their great defense. Uh, they could obviously add people to help out. Uh, safety, I think, would be a great landing spot here. Although I like their backup strong safety, Mike Edwards, who they brought in from Tampa, and he, I think he'll eventually win the job. Um, but cornerback, defensive line, linebacker, I think you got to go defense if you're Kansas City. Well, again, I think wide receiver would be something to look at depending on who's there. Um, you know, I've seen different people say that. <coughs> Excuse me, this would be the great spot for Hyatt from Tennessee. That would be a very interesting weapon there. Um, but defense, again, you know, it's kind of like we said about Philadelphia. Kansas City's sitting there. They can see who drops and, um, you know, should be able to get a player uh, that will, you know, fit in and help them there, no doubt about it. So um, defense would make sense. You know, is there going to be an edge rusher that's going to drop? You know, is there going to be a corner? Um, it's going to drop, you know, you have the one safety, but is there another safety people like very easily could be. So um, that being, you know, those last couple spots in the first round to be interesting. Yeah. Um, the, the last mock draft that I did um, was I had highlight going here. Um, so, I mean, I think Hyatt would make sense at this point. But I'm not sure. 
you know, I don't know. I don't know who falls, who's sitting there. Again, this is a spot where teams will trade in. If they want to get that last quarterback, then they can trade up to get that last quarterback of the round as well. Uh, pulling up here real quick. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt is who I mocked here the last time when I did a full first-round mock draft. Um, so who knows, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you got to figure out what's left when you get to this pick and, and take take what's there or trade out of it, move into the early second round and uh, and and acquire some extra picks here as well. Uh, anything else with the NFL draft, Dad, that we need to talk about before? Of course, next week we'll do our full mock draft. No, it would be interesting to sit down and try to put the mock draft together. Like I said, this is a hard one because you know there's going to be trades and you know there's going to be things moving around. Now, maybe by this time next week, we'll, we'll know about some trades and things that are happening, um, but maybe not either. So um, we will see. Will Aaron Rodgers be traded by this time next week? I am not so sure he will be. The fact that it hasn't happened, if it doesn't happen over the weekend or on Monday, then no. I mean, for some reason, I, I don't know why it's being held up like it is, but um, I think the Packers can, you know, at some point, you know, the Packers are going to need to know because, you know, is their draft going to be just the picks just the way it is now? Are they going to get another second-round pick? Are they swapping in the first? Um Whatever. Now we may not know, but there may be a draft or maybe a trade worked out um, by then. Like you said, you know, the Jet fans are going to kind of go crazy here. You get to the draft and don't know. So <coughs> I'm I'm not sure what the Jets thinking it here is on because um, I I do think that's the holdup um, from there. I mean, the Packers hold really more of the cards in this one, so. Um, we will see. I tell you, I would love to be here next Wednesday talking about the surprise trade where the Packers send Aaron Rodgers to the Colts uh, for a second, two second round picks uh, and just, you know, <laughs> just blow it up. Just say, all right, fine. Uh, that'd be great. I, I, I would absolutely love that. Uh, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think he ends up a jet still. I, I think it happens. Man, I got to think it's going to happen before Thursday, next Thursday. But who knows? At the end of the day, I have no idea. And nobody else does either. We'll just wait and see until it all comes together. Uh, all right. So like I said, next next Wednesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time, we will have our mock draft here predicting perfectly how the first round will go. Um, Dad, we will include trades in that mock draft as well. So, uh We'll try to predict the first round. Uh, so we, there. we we are going to do trades. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. No, well, I mean you don't have to do trades, but yes, we'll do. Okay. Trades. We'll talk about all this before next Wednesday. Um, Major no. League Baseball had an intriguing uh, turn of events this week. Uh, Yerman uh, Domingo Yerman from the New York Yankees. He had sticky stuff on his hands. The umpire told him to wash it off as he's going into the dugout in between innings. Comes out, the umpire checks him again and says, I told you to wash it off and sent him back in to wash it off, which the Twins manager says, hey, he should be ejected. They said no, and the Twins manager ends up getting ejected. Then earlier today, Wednesday, Max Scherzer on the mound, he gets ejected for having sticky stuff on his glove. Uh, that's what it sounds like from so far that I've been able to read is actually on his glove. But uh, he says it was rosin, and uh, and at the very least, to stay consistent, they should have let him wash it off. Um, but the rules are no sticky stuff. Now, rosin, you know, is that legal? Uh, to a degree, it is. So obviously, there's a certain degree it's not, <laughs> but to a degree, it is. And uh, I don't know if he should have been ejected. It's just a bad look for baseball. When you got one umpire saying, hey, I told you to wash that off go wash it off, and you got another umpire saying, hey, you're out. The rules need to be applied. The rules need to be followed. Um, it's just amazing that in the same week you have these two instances, and uh, you know, and I can understand the frustration of Max Scherzer for sure, and we'll see how it all plays out because I'm sure I've not had a chance to listen to anything post-game on it yet, 
And uh, but I'm sure that will be a lot of fun uh, to listen to because Scherzer surely was not very happy with his ejection. Uh, Dad, any surprises or anything about the Major League Baseball season so far you want to discuss? No, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting this thing with the pitchers because with all the rule changes and everything, to me, it seemed like, <laughs> excuse me, it has gone pretty smooth. So uh, now with this coming up, you know, there's definitely kinks to get worked out of it. And you're always going to have different umpires handle things a little bit differently. True. Unless it's just cut and dried that it has to be this way. So, but otherwise, you know, baseball's off to a great start. You know, fantasy baseball's great. You know, a lot to keep up with, seeing how the new players, um, you know, how teams are going to adjust. And um, I think it's going to be a really good, you know, really, really exciting baseball season, but it's been off to a good start. Man, my fantasy team is getting crushed by injuries right now. Uh, but that's a good reminder. Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, right here on the Sports Stove YouTube and the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page. Always available uh, via audio wherever you get your podcasts following the live show on Sunday nights. Um, and uh, looking forward to continuing on with that show. Uh, NBA playoffs are underway. Um, it's all the news is the wrong news, in my opinion. Uh, on the NBA playoffs. And listen, I get that I am no longer in the targeted demographic for the NBA. I'm too old and uh, too pale to be really what the NBA is looking for at the moment. That being said, I, I've tried to keep up with these playoffs. I've tried to pay attention to them. I'm not an NBA guy. I don't, there was a time in my life that I was, I'm just not anymore. I don't, I don't enjoy watching the game. Draymond Green, uh, he gets his foot grabbed by DeMonte Sabonis. And he stomps on him. And I saw it and I said, he should get suspended for at least the game. And we go on with life. And then I turn on the sports talk and everybody's defending Draymond Green saying he shouldn't be suspended. Why should it be suspended? It's not that big of a deal and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sitting here going, wait a second. Did you not see what I saw? I saw a, a adamant stomp onto a player. And then after he was ejected, I saw him standing yelling at the fans and, in, and inciting the fans. And I'm sitting there going, okay, did we not learn anything from the malice in the palace so many years ago? If you get ejected, you're supposed to leave the court. But he's sitting there yelling and screaming at the fans as well. I thought he should have got two games. And Dad, as a former Phoenix Suns fan who watched as Amari Stoudemire gets ejected or gets suspended because he took two steps off his bench, didn't touch anybody, didn't go across the court. He just got too far off his bench during a little skirmish and ultimately ruined the chances for the Suns to go to the championship. People defending Draymond Green saying, just because he stepped on Sabonis, Sabonis grabbed his foot first, so why should Draymond be suspended? Because he stomped on somebody. And then what he did in his reaction with the fan base as well, he gets a one-game suspension, which I'm happy with. I can live with that. Uh, but I'll tell you, Dad, the more and more I watch the NBA, the more and more I just absolutely hate it. But that being said, go Kings. Um, I love watching De'Aaron Fox. I love watching Malik Monk, former Kentucky guys, having a good go of it. It's always fun to see that. Uh, so I'm cheering for the Kings, although I probably won't watch too much more of it. Um Deer and Fox is such an amazing player and does not get the proper respect that he deserves. So I'm cheering for the Kings and uh, and I'm glad that that Draymond Green got suspended. Any thoughts on the NBA playoffs? I know you're not really paying much attention to it either. No, I I, I don't. I just kind of keep up. I know the Celtics are doing well, and um, so I've got a friend at work that's a big Celtic fan, so we talk about that a little bit every now and then. But um, no, like I said, Tremont Green, just a guy that you know garners a lot of attention, and the you know the the NBA, you know, it, it is kind of hard to watch or keep up with a lot. So, um, but we'll see as it gets down into playoffs. Hopefully, we'll get good basketball, and we'll, and we'll see there. Yeah, and Dad, as a high school basketball coach, I don't want my guys watching it because <laughs> they're not taking anything from it. They're not learning anything from it. Uh, and so it, it's rough. It's rough. I don't like it. Uh, Dad, give us 30 seconds on the NHL. I have no clue what's going on with the NHL. Uh, give us 30 seconds on that. Yeah, it started out really 
Very good in the in the NHL playoffs. Of course, started out Monday and Tuesday with four games each night, and in those eight games, six of the lower seeds won the first game. So I think wow. that's going to make things exciting there. Um, to me, it was interesting to Seattle Kraken, which is their second year in the league. They made the playoffs this year, qualified as a wild card, and they went to to Colorado and won last night. So. Um, I, you know, again, historically, the, you know, that won't mean a whole lot, uh, an upset in, in the first round. But, um, but I, that was interesting that that number of teams did. It's definitely been aggressive and feisty. I watched a little bit of hockey before we came on tonight and a lot of, lot of physicality and skirmishes going on. Um, and you just never know in the playoffs. It was interesting last night. Um, kind of rough, but you, you had a guy uh, had a scrum in front of the goal, and a Winnipeg guy got a skate in the face, had 75 stitches, and came back and played in the game. So it's definitely <laughs> NHL playoff time there no doubt about it and um i think it's going to be very very interesting some good teams you know boston has been the team this year so everybody's waiting to see if somebody can knock them off they were not one of the teams that got upset in the first round uh so we'll see i think nhl's off to a good start yeah it's interesting you know several years ago when the golden knights had their first year they go all the way to the stanley cup um, the Kraken now in year two having success. So, uh, it's working in the NHL, however they're doing it. They're getting competitive fast, uh, there as well. And I did hear about the 75 stitches and the returning to the game, uh, something LeBron James would never do in basketball. Um, so, uh, there's my LeBron James dig for the evening as well. All right, folks, uh, Friday morning. We'll drop an audio version of the Sports Stove Local Hour, interviewing two baseball players, center fielder DJ Sullivan and pitcher Chase Alderman on the program. So that'll drop Friday morning. Sunday night will be live at 8 p.m. with the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. And next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, we'll be right back here with our NFL mock draft and uh, getting us ready for the NFL draft. And who knows what news we'll know about when we get to next Wednesday. All kinds of things could happen. Make sure you visit RighteousFelon.com. Use that promo code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. Uh, keep an eye out this week. I think Wednesday morning, the plan is Wednesday morning, I'll actually drop my uh, first round mock draft uh, on BellyUpSports.com and then we'll, we'll discuss it in the evening as well. I might hold it out, but I, you know, we'll see. We'll see how much, how much I know by Wednesday morning to get it dropped. All right, friends, follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, hey, Dad, we got a quick hockey comment. We're on the way to the Stars Wild. There you go. Kevin Wilson headed out to the game uh, today to watch to watch Stars in the Wild play. So uh, Kevin will be with me on Sunday, hopefully, uh, for Fantasy Baseball Show as well. All right, friends, we sure appreciate you tuning in today. Like, share, subscribe, tell the world about it. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.